Well, good morning. Um, earlier this year, the Premier and I stood in front of the Calgary Vietnamese Alliance Church. And this is a church that had been targeted by arson and, quite frankly, still bears the scars of that, uh, that hateful act. And we stood there at that church to announce the Alberta government would be increasing our investment in the Alberta Security Infrastructure Program, or ASIP, from $2 million to $5 million per year. And the program is a key component in our response to several hate crimes that have been targeting racial and religious communities throughout our province. It's been hugely popular with more than $1.2 million already sent out to more than 110 organizations that have been targeted by hate crimes. And this grant program helps with assessing security infrastructure and, uh, and training needs and implementing protective measures, measures like security systems, fencing, and security guards. Now, from what I've been told, this has been a, a big help for targeted religious and community organizations. In fact, funding here, where we're standing at the St. Josephat Ukrainian Catholic Cathedral, has helped put protective measures in place such as security camera upgrades, a security intercom, as well as fencing. But what this program has not been able to do is help organizations like the Calgary Vietnamese Alliance Church that were vandalized and desecrated before they could apply for any supportive funding. And I'm proud to share with you that we are updating our grant program with a new cost recovery stream to address that very issue. Starting today, organizations targeted by hate crimes can apply to be reimbursed for certain security expenses that they have been paying for already since June of 2021. And we're also expanding the application period for the entire program to make it easier to apply for funding. Now, rather than just a few weeks and a year, applications are now going to be year-round or until the annual funding of $5 million is exhausted. And these changes will make it possible to help more organizations and more people than ever before. Unfortunately, we're still seeing more and more requests for grants to coming through because of a deplorable increase of hate crimes. And that's why we're also announcing today that the total amount of funding each individual organization that they are eligible for is being adjusted to accommodate more applicants. From now, uh, on, from, sorry, from now on, the regular grant stream and cost recovery stream will cover up to $10,000 for professional security risk assessments conducted by certified experts, and second, up to $35,000 for implementing a professional security risk management plan. This second figure includes up to $25,000 for mitigation and countermeasure installation and up to $10,000 for security training. The cost recovery grant stream also includes a possible reimbursement of up to $10,000 for immediate short-term security response needs related to a high-risk hate incident that was reported to police. So the new total funding annual um, that's applying to organizations that are eligible for is up to $45,000 for regular grant stream applicants and up to $55,000 for those applying to the cost recovery stream. 
This means that we're now able to help more organizations and help more people feel safe and secure throughout the province. Facilities eligible to apply for funding still include places of worship, uh, including temples, mosques, synagogues, gurdwaras, and churches, private educational institutions with diverse student bodies, and third, other facilities associated with vulnerable groups. This could be community centers, cemeteries, burial grounds, and shelters. We've taken these steps because, unfortunately, we continue to see evidence that they're needed here in Alberta. Just last month, during the holy time of Ramadan, no less, two Edmonton mosques were sent threatening packages intended to spread fear and intimidation. And this is unacceptable, and it has no place in our province. We must take action against bigotry and racial violence. And that's why we've established this program, along with other initiatives, such as the Hate Crimes Coordination Unit, to help us tackle this issue and to protect all Albertans. No one in this province should be on their own if they are faced with hatred and violence. Our commitment to stand up to intolerance to keep all Albertans safe remains as strong as ever. Thank you very much, and I'd now like to invite Andrea Sabo, who is the chair of the Pastoral Council here at St. Josephat, to come and say a few words. Andrea, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Minister Shandro. So St. Josephat's Ukrainian Catholic Cathedral has been part of the community since 1902. Vandalism at our cathedral has always been an issue, and current world events have escalated it it to a new level. Instances of aggression and hate impede our ability to be a welcoming and safe pillar of our community. We are thankful for the support we have received to make helpful security upgrades, and we encourage other organizations facing crimes of hate and bias to look into the grant program. Thank you. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, to show respect for the uh, beautiful cathedral that we're in today, uh, we'll only be taking questions on today's announcement. Um, so uh, we'll turn to the room first. Uh, do we have any questions from uh, the floor? Okay. Um, any questions on the line? Okay, well, thank you very much, uh, everybody, and uh, have yourself a great day. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, I apologize. Uh, thanks, Lisa. Please foot through uh, the, the first caller. Hi, thanks for taking my question just in the nick of time. Um, I'm, I'm wondering just about some of the specifics. I spoke with some religious organizations, some churches and, and mosques about the application process uh, involved with this program, and I'm wondering if you're doing anything to tighten up the, the timelines um, for application or lessening some of the, the paperwork involved. Like, I understand that they have to supply, you know, like engineering estimates uh, or, or, or cost estimates, very detailed cost estimates. So I'm wondering if you're streamlining that in any way to make it easier for them applying. That's a fantastic question, and the answer is yes. And we have uh, heard that from the, the first tranche uh, from the emergency security infrastructure program that we had sent out, as well as the, uh, the, the first tranche of, of grants. And, uh, you know, understanding that that was, I think, the, the first tranche was only about 500000 
Um, but we had heard from a, a lot of organizations, getting feedback from them on how we could improve the process for them. Um, and so we have also committed resources within the ministry to help organizations to go through the process, to help them make sure that there aren't issues with deficient applications or uh, insufficient amount of information, so that folks who are going through a process, in particular because there may be a lot of organizations that don't have a history and, and don't have volunteers within their, their structure or their organization, who, um, who know how to apply for government grants, that we're helping them answer their questions and uh, provide them with, um, uh, with some guidance going through that process. So fantastic question, and the answer is yes. Thank you. Lisa, do you have a follow-up? Yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm wondering, like, if, if you could offer any specifics about those, those extra resources that are, that are being supplied, that would be great. But I'm, I'm also curious, like, what timeline of approval are you aiming for with this round? Well, we, we are now going to have this on an ongoing basis, so it's not a matter of, of closing uh, at any time, unless the question is about how quickly we as a, as a ministry turn around and, and provide answers. Um, so obviously that will depend on, on how, how, um, how many applications we get at any particular time, but we are, are committed to getting this, uh, the, the grant money to these organizations as quickly as we can. Um, but we, we will not be having, you know, closing. Um, uh, it's going to be a, an ongoing open process for people to apply starting today. Um, but to the additional resources that you asked about, it, it is having somebody in the division who is going to be um, helping as they, the, the ministry is receiving these applications, um, uh, particular uh, resources, um, human resources, who are going to be able to uh, guide applicants and help them prov- help provide them with feedback when they have difficulty in, in filling out uh, their, their grant processes, or the grant applications, I should say. Thank you, Minister, and thank you, Lisa. Uh, please put to the next caller. Catherine Grigowski, Alberta Today. Hi, thanks for, for taking my question. Um, I'm not sure if it's in the news release. I haven't got it yet, but what is the time frame? Like, how long does uh, a group have to apply for this new cost recovery program after the incident occurs? Like, how quickly do they have to get that application in? Well, if, if they have incurred an expense um, that, um, if there was a, a cost that was incurred after June of 2021, then that is um, eligible for the cost recovery stream. And we will have these, uh, the, the process is going to be on an ongoing basis for people to, to apply um, for, for both, both of these streams, the cost recovery stream, but also going forward in um, uh, for, for what we had anticipated to be the, the original stream of, of applications. Thank you, Catherine. Do you have a follow-up? I do. Um, and um, as, as we heard, um, that these, these type of things can be a regular occurrence at, at churches or other places of worship. I'm wondering, are you tracking any data to see if these security measures has led to a reduction in, in hate? Crimes, like I, I know, it's kind of hard to um, measure prevention, but um, have we have we seen a reduction or a thwarting of these hate crimes in places where these security upgrades have been installed? Well, we can look to the the federal um, security infrastructure program that this uh, this program is is looking to emulate here in Alberta, and we did see when we look to the data that we. Um, 
um, are, are provided by the, the federal government on, on the, the federal security infrastructure program and the, the ways in which it was able to reduce incidents uh, for those who, who had um, accessed that grant program. So that helps us. But this, the ASIP, the Alberta Security Infrastructure Program, is incredibly new. And um, we know that some of the, the hate crimes that our religious and, and racial communities experience, sometimes as seasonal and, and tied to certain, um, certain events in, in the, the religious calendar for these communities. And so um, it's, it's probably too early for us to, to say in, in these, uh, these communities that are uh, the 110 organizations, over 110 organizations that have already been able to access the ASIP program. Uh, but we, we will continue to... Um, keep in close contact with these, um, the eligible grant um, uh, recipients and to be able to, because we also want to continue to get their, their feedback. This is going to be $5 million in annual funding. And so if there's an organization that accesses the grant in one particular year and, and want to be able to uh, apply again in a future year for further upgrades. We'll continue to work with those organizations and, and hear from them, whether it's anecdotal or otherwise, on how these upgrades or um, further security measures are reducing incidents that um, might, might be targeting their, their facilities. Thank you very much, Minister. Uh, just a reminder that uh, uh, to show respect for the uh, uh, beautiful uh, cathedral that we're in, we'll only be taking questions on today's announcement. Uh, if you could please put through uh, the next caller. Dean Bennett, Canadian Press. Hi, Minister. Yeah, that's actually the question I want to ask. Uh, so this event is being held off-site, but using public funds, and yet you're using it to limit the types of questions that can be asked for from the public because of to respect the venue. I'm not quite sure I understand. Can you please explain this, and is this going to be a policy moving forward? No, it's, it's not a policy. It was a request of our host today. And I'm happy to, to answer uh, questions. Um, they suggested perhaps if, if we have any questions that are not on topic, Dean, that we might be able to, um, to answer them outside um, on, on the steps. For those who are, are remote and they have any questions, um, Joe and I are happy to accommodate um, an opportunity to speak to anybody um, who has a question about a different topic who, who, who wasn't able to, to answer or ask that question. Um, that's not on this particular topic, but this was a request of our host that we wanted to uh, to respect. So I don't quite understand what that means. It sounds like that, uh, given that this is a public event paid for by public funds, that you will take questions off topic. And uh, I also note that you haven't really explained why those questions couldn't be answered within the church. So my question is, where are we at with the RCMP uh, plan to, uh, to move to a provincial police force? Are you still... Uh, doing consultations on that and if so do you have a timeline on when you want to make a decision so I, I think I did answer um, why the request had been made it was a request of our host and so I'll turn to them father are, are you I mean the question even though we've asked for questions to be on topic I know that was your your request that we, we take questions just on topic um, if you like I, I can take that that aside and, and answer Dean's questions and um, we can try to accommodate. Is okay. Thank you very much, Dean. We'll uh, we'll get uh, in touch with you uh, after. We'll make, make uh, sure that you get that that answer to that question, Dean. Thank you. Thank you very much for everyone. Uh, that concludes today's press conference. Thank you.